This is Lady Talk Radio, your space for real conversations about real life and real ways to improve yours. Lady, welcome back to Lady Talk Radio. I am your host, Stacey Ray, and this is episode number 59 with Lauren Darlington. This podcast is brought to you by WeAreLadyAlpha.com, our online and offline community for ambitious women where we start conversations that empower you and help move you forward so you can have the fierce and fulfilling life you know you want. If you dig our vibe here, you are welcome to come kick it with us in our free online Facebook community called The Lady Posse. Just search us out, girl. We will add you in. If this is your first time tuning into Lady Talk Radio, firstly, I am so stoked that you are here, girl. You are part of the family now. I have been doing some mega soul searching lately to bring you some epic new chats these coming weeks. So some of the chats coming up are probably going to sound a little different than what you're used to. Just a little hint I'm going to drop for you here. So stay tuned. And for all of my amazing Lady Talk Radio loyal listeners, you ladies are so amazing. And I just can't say enough how much I appreciate you being here listening in on the show. I'm so glad you got so much out of Masculine May series that I literally dragged out for two months. (laughs) And I'm so excited to now start bringing you some other content here and sharing with you some different conversations and a lot more solo sessions with me because I just want to hang out with you and I want to share more of some of the ideas and insights and expertise that I have as well. So yeah, lots to look forward to. I have been catching some of your guys' shares recently. Some of you guys have been messaging me and posting it on social media and stuff. You're going back way back, like listening to some of the early, early episodes. And I gotta say, I had a moment when I saw some of you listening to some earlier ones where I was like, oh man, I don't even know, like what? What was going on back then? Like, I don't even know if I knew what I was doing. Like, How cool is that though, you know, like really just to remind you to start before you are ready because I can tell you that I was not ready back when I started this podcast and it's been just a never ending reinvention. It's been a never ending, you know, really just leaning into that edge and going what's working, what's not working, okay, what's next and I think that we can learn so much from that in being ambitious, building our businesses, doing whatever it is that we want to do. Um, so yeah, learn from me, learn from my stuff because start before you're ready, girl, because you might just be on episode 59 (laughs) in a little while and actually know a little bit more about what you're up to. So today's chat is near and dear. Lauren Darlington is a total soul sister of mine for sure. And someone that I really see in the world using her voice and sharing her story and being really unedited and truly vulnerable in her expression of herself and really exploring, you know, being in the world and holding nothing back. And in the short time I have known her, she has totally blown me away. And I don't know if she calls herself a coach, but she's definitely a coach at heart and definitely loves to support women in really igniting their empowerment. And I know so many of you are wanting to share more of your story and wanting to really just be fully yourselves out in the world on social media and in your business and in your work and in your communities and all this kind of stuff. And so uh, this conversation is so incredibly valuable. Um, And we just shared a lot of really juicy stuff. Lauren shares a lot about her own story and how she got to be where she is today. 
and some different aspects that we spoke to around like really, really doing the thing, really sharing who you are in the world and what that's like and some different aspects and choices that we make along the way. So as always, I would love to hear your insights or takeaway. Feel free to send those my way. So lady, let's get into it. Hey, Lauren, welcome to Lady Talk Radio. I am so excited about having you on the show. I feel like I get to catch up with one of my besties and also pick your heart and brain a little bit because you are up to some amazing things and I'm so excited about having you on the show. So thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Stace. It actually, like I said, it feels like we're just hanging out and what better way to start the day than just hanging out with someone as cool as you. So I'm excited to be on. Yay. I, I, I also love that you were totally game to free flow and just run with whatever comes through. It's one of the things I just adore about you is that you are so vocal about your own process. You share really openly about your own life. You really call people forward and invite people to take a look at new conversations for themselves. And that's really what we're all about on this show too. So thanks for being willing to just show up and be you and have a deep dive combo with me because it just means the world to have like not this organized interview style, but like really just get curious about life and share our, our vulnerabilities, our, our, our lives essentially. Right. So I really appreciate that. And, uh, we will choose a starting point to sort of dive in, but let's talk a little bit about your journey for a moment, because I know you've had a beautiful life journey. If you were to give us kind of a couple minutes behind the curtain, what were some pivotal moments in your life that brought you here? Yeah, I'm glad that you said a starting point because I'm kind of like, oh, where to start? Um, <laughs> and it helps because, yeah, I love free-flowing, but then I kind of also like go off on all of these tangents. But if I was to sum it up, the pivotal points, definitely from – so I'm 24 and when I was 14, I when I was 14 I started self-harming really, like really severely. And then that continued on for probably about six to eight years on and off. Um, I went through phases of really deep, um, like really deep addictions to it and and really quite severe self-destruction. I reached a point when I was 20 that I ended up in um, ICU for a few days because it got so severe um, and I did actually try to take my life. Um, And then... Throughout throughout that as well, I had um, I had I guess the kind of normal teenage challenges that we all face. Um, but then I also went through periods of time with in and out of high school as well, when I would be um, in hospitals, and you know I spent most of year eleven in like a mental hospital, which was I guess kind of not the norm. So the challenges were kind of facing the normal teenage things as well as um, the self-harming and and mental illness as well. Um, I also went through losing my cousin at the time. Uh, She was about 14 when she took her life as well. So there was kind of a lot of this real destructive self-harm aspect. Um, Another big pivotal part of my story that I share quite openly when I was 16 uh, for a short period of time was I was actually a prostitute um, and that was in – that was in relationship with my mum at the time that there was all kinds of, um, I guess, outside influences that got tied up in it as well. So it was quite a, uh, at the time, it was quite destructive and messy. Um, and I guess coming out of that at a time in my life when I was really trying to figure out, 
you know, who I was in the world, like those teenage years are those years where we are starting to kind of figure out what's us and what's not and where our voice is. Um, yeah, and they were times when I wasn't doing things like that. I was, um, I want to say distracted kind of with all of this kind of, yeah, real destructiveness that that I felt that I um, that I walked into. So that's kind of my younger years. It was very chaotic and yeah chaotic is probably the best word I find to describe it so the journey kind of went I was all over the place and coming out of that I would um I'd kind of recover I'm saying that in air quotes I'd recover from for a little bit and then I would bounce back so I would replace uh like self-harming with binge eating or something else that was really destructive um and up until probably I'm going to say probably two years ago, three years ago, I actually started to come out of it and notice that I I didn't fling back. Um, it was probably about, my timeline's terrible, but probably about a year and a half ago when I actually found my own coach and really started to, um, really started to put some, I don't really like using the word positive, but some big changes in that really made a difference for me. So, yeah, but before that, it was always very um, kind of like a rubber band. Like I'd go forward and then I would fling back just as quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's kind of been the the nutshell version, which was still probably a bit long <laughs> of kind of my journey so far um, and the little kind of the main milestones along the way. Yeah. And I so appreciate that you're willing to share those pieces because something that you know that I'm really passionate about too, and something that we're starting to open up more and more on this show is having some of those real conversations and sharing our stories because we've all had these experiences, these sometimes really big traumatic experiences, things that, that really can launch us forward into new experiences. And some things that some, I think, especially in the coaching and the personal development space, a lot of people don't talk about. Right. And so it's something that I'm really committed to bringing more of into the conversation. I love that you are so willing to share that. And it's such a transformation to hear your story of where you've been and some of the experiences that you had and some of the choices that you were experiencing. And then to be where you are today is such evidence of what's possible and just how much transformation actually works. And I just did air quote, you know, because <laughs> I think sometimes we get this idea and it's something that I've, I've talked about a lot on the show too, is it's like, we think that we just get this hand in life and then that's just what we get. And it's just period, plain and simple and just make the best with the hand you have. But it's like, mm. you can actually pick up cards and you can put cards down and you can do the work to actually get more clear and more grounded in it and get to now be on a podcast and talk about your past experiences with empowerment and be able to really be clear about them. So I love that. And I love your journey. So thanks for sharing it. And when you spoke about the part of like the elastic band, like kind of back and forth there for a bit, like what did you notice were some of the things that really started to make a difference? Like if we were to just like hone in on something, what do you think actually made a difference for you when you really started to create these changes? It was actually... And I, I actually got this, and this is relevant, I promise. I actually got this tattoo of a lotus flower on my arm because it was like I realized that the lotus flower symbolized, you know, something beautiful coming out of the mud. And I, I have like an arrow going through it. And it's because for me, I actually had to go back to those times that I labeled as really traumatic to actually see 
and this may, you know, when I used to talk about this, this may um, trigger something in people, I'm not sure. But for me, it was going back to them and actually seeing the good in them. Um, and when I said that, you know, people around me were like, there, there is no way that you can see good in all of these things that have happened. But it was actually the biggest and the I still remember like the kind of the, yeah, almost like the biggest elastic band forward in a way was actually going back and seeing the good in them because the whole um, going back and forth was I was running from the things that I labelled as like wrong about myself and bad mm, and carrying yeah. so much like guilt and shame and anger and it was, it was just taking over my life and it was consuming me. So every time I would kind of feel good, there was just like this lingering kind of dirty little secret in the background that I was like, you can't feel good because all of this stuff happened and that's horrible. And, you know, I built this big identity around being a victim. So I continued to step into being a victim. So for me, the biggest thing was actually going back through and realizing that these things that I'd labeled as traumatic and and horrible actually brought like they were the things that woke me up I you know the the biggest thing um yeah I still remember the moment that I realized like I was so grateful for the experiences um especially around the prostitution because I was going down this path of self-destruction and if I hadn't had something where I literally woke up one morning and went I can't what am I doing I can't do this I would have probably continued on self-harming and really going down that really destructive path but it was that moment that I stopped and I was like this is like this is not going to be my life yeah um yes it was actually having to be honest it was having the courage at first to do that because that was really scary because you kind of take this lid off all these experiences and you're like I have no idea what I'm going to find in here and I have no idea if I'm going to be able to be okay with what comes up and also let go of it because I held on to it so tight because it's how I knew myself. So it's like if I let go of this feeling of being a victim to these horrible things, then what am I left with? Mm, um, yeah. So yeah. that was huge. And that that took support. I had a coach mm-hmm. um, with that for that reason because I didn't know. I wouldn't have known kind of – I mean, I feel like we always know, but it would have taken a lot longer to know even how to start or where to look or what to kind of do. Um, so that was, that was huge. And then the support piece really continued on. Um, and that actually became a lot more about me supporting me as well, but it really started the biggest, um, yeah, kind of most transformational piece was definitely starting there. Yeah. Yeah. So hear you on the courage piece too. I really relate to that in, in my story and some of the ways that I started to shift out of and into more deeper looking at things. It's like it, it can take a shit ton of courage to really like mm-hmm. look something dead on. And yeah, it's it's something that I also see you standing for with people a lot is to like be with the human experience, be with the depth of who we are. Don't try to get to this shiny mountaintop, you know, 
and just allow ourselves to get messy or allow ourselves to like just be with what is showing up today. And I'm kind of giggling to myself because there's some construction on the roof next door that we were talking about before we jumped on here. And I was just like sitting here and I was like, that is so like, I want this to be perfect. I want this to have good sound. I want this to whatever. And I was like kind of giggling at the reflection of that, of like, sometimes we show up and we want things to just be totally silent and streamlined or whatever it might be and like polished and whatever it might be. Right. And sometimes it is the courage to look under the, the, you know, the mat that we've been sweeping things under and the courage to really like actually take a closer look, um, and be okay with the noise you know, be okay yeah. with what's going to be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I think too, one of the things that comes up a lot that I hear people talking about is like the, like, I don't have time. I don't have time to go into all of that. I just want to be successful or I just want to feel better or I just want to, there's this perception that it takes more time to do it that way. When really in my experience, mm-hmm. when I was, you know, leaving the sex trade and leaving drug addiction and all these kinds of things, it was like, I tried to just focus on the positive. I tried to just move forward, just move on, whatever that means, and continued looping back, kind of that rubber band that you were speaking to, having to consistently go back into and and almost being forced to take a closer look at what was really there for me um, instead of carrying it around for years. Yeah, so I so hear you on that. Yeah, it's courage. There are so many women that listen to this show and so many women in the world in general who really want to share their story and they really want to use their voice and they really want to uh, do the work they know they're here to do in the world. And it's something that I really see you crafting is putting, putting yourself out there. And I'd love to hear like a little bit about that journey for you. What was it like to start talking about yourself publicly on social media and you know, inviting people to work with you and talk with you and have conversations with you. What was that like? It's funny because, and I say it's funny because I noticed that it was something that I, I want to say partly, and I noticed myself kind of dimming it down and going, no, you have to make it hard and it has to be how you got there. But I kind of started doing it without meaning to. Um, So especially when, like, I was quite public about, um, the kind of self-harm and also the prostitution in terms of like media locally. Um, so I actually started to share my story when I started bodybuilding because I was interviewed about how I went from like self-harming to bodybuilding. So the media kind of got hold of that locally. And then um, with all of the things with the prostitution, that actually ended up going locally as well because I wanted, I had the opportunity to share it yeah. Um and I really wanted to because I was really tired of, as you said, I'd, I learned that I didn't want to just be um, the shiny positivity, push everything under the mat because I'd tried to be that and it felt horrible. Mm. And I'd seen, um, you know, the lineage in my family, um, especially with my mum's side, where a lot of that would happen. Things would happen and everything would get swept under the rug. And the biggest thing that I noticed when I went through my experiences was I was the first one in one of the first ones in our family to actually speak up about things and it kind of stopped me and I even remember when I was a child that I was always the one that wasn't kind of favoritized because I always said what I thought I wouldn't keep (laughs) secret like I was always like so headstrong and so my sister would be the favorite because she would a lot quieter um so I think I've always just said what I've thought like I'm just like this is the truth and this is what's happening um 
But when it came to sharing my story, I started, I remember that I started to write online, like I started to blog. Um, and I remember I wrote this post around kind of overcoming self-harm and I'd gotten this um, at the time I was in the bodybuilding, in the fitness scene, and I'd had this photo shoot done where you could see all the scars up my arm. And I wasn't going to post it because I didn't realise when it was done that you could see them. And then I was just like, I fuck this. Like this is actual real life. And I posted it and did this big post about it. And the amount of people that I had come up to me at the gym, both males and females, thanking me and sharing pieces of them, and I, I vividly remember where I was and standing there and thinking like, this is incredible. And I just got super emotional because I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. It was it was just like this. It just really opened my eyes that when we actually share pieces of us, that people feel safe enough to share them. Mm. And, you know, these are people that I'd, I'd barely spoken to. And wow. I was like, okay, you know, like this is something that just feels so natural to me. So why the hell would I hold that back when it can actually make a difference? Um, And I continued sharing and I ended up actually publishing a book online and um, which was last year, I think last year. And that was a huge eye opener to have people again that I've never even met contact me going, your story, you know, changed so much for me. Like I know that I'm not alone by reading it. And that's always been the biggest thing for me has been so that people realize that they're actually never alone in anything um you know as you said we're all humans going through this like messy confusing sometimes chaotic experience but we're all going through it together we just um we just I think sometimes we often forget that um so sharing my story kind of comes naturally I don't know how not to do it (laughs) but at the same time it definitely there has been moments where it has been challenging um because you do put yourself so much out there and there's moments where you kind of go you share and then go oh is that too much um mm-hmm. you know I feel like I'm standing here naked now mm-hmm. but I wouldn't not do it yeah like I just felt, yeah. really felt into that then and I was like even knowing that um you know there are times and I have people come up to me that are like oh so are you okay now and I'm like I don't even know who these people are um so wow. I, I am very aware that yeah, like there, there is a lot of people that I'm like, I don't know these people who know a lot about me because I am so public. Um, and I'd feel into it and go, you know what, I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that because if me sharing so much of who I am makes a difference mm-hmm. um, in, you know, one person's life, and I know that sounds really cliche, but then it's actually all worth it. Yeah, It really is all worth it. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't know how not to. Well, and it's what I'm hearing too, as I'm listening to you is like that for the women who are listening to this and they're in the frustration or they're in the pain of not sharing their story. To me, I think it is natural for them to share their story and they're not. And that's why it's painful. Right. I think, you know, as women, we've also been conditioned to, to not use our voice and to not say the hard thing and Mm -hmm. to kind of just be lovely and stand in the corner. And that's been Mm -hmm. generationally, right. It's maybe not even in our generation that that's been kind of the, the tone. Um, but it's a bold act yeah, to truly stand up and share your voice and share your story. And I so acknowledge, I find that incredibly admirable because I really feel that like, even if it helps one person, then it's worth it. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that because around um, 
the women listening who are wanting to share their story but feeling the frustration because I think it's true and I actually have noticed and become so present this year to how frustrated I get for people as well because I, I, I went through this phase where I got super frustrated because I'm like, we actually need your own voice. Like there are so many versions of the same voice and the same kind of um, this is how I should be in the world. Yes. And it is the, it's the, it's the nice girl and the say the right mm-hmm. things and be polite. And yeah, this year I noticed I just got so frustrated because I was like frustrated for them because I was like, no, like it's not. Yeah. Like I, I get, um, I get why, but then I get frustrated for them because I'm like, I just want to really help women to actually get it for themselves because mm. it doesn't, we, we don't want or need the watered down versions of any of who we are. Yeah. Um, and holy shit, our voices are so powerful. Like Stace, your spoken word video still brings me to tears. <laughs> like I actually get, I get goosebumps thinking about it. It, is, it was the most like, beautiful raw powerful thing I think I've ever seen um and I know that was you being you so yeah like fuck <laughs> we we need women being them yeah. and and being their voice like so much mm. yeah my eyes are tearing up a little bit because I yeah, know like, like, <laughs> uh, and I laughed when you mentioned that spoken word piece because I had actually almost forgotten about it and the other day I saw this brilliant spoken word piece shared it with a friend of mine she goes um <laughs> I invite you to go back and watch your spoken word piece because that was really badass. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Whoa, that's so cool. And the interesting thing is that uh, when I created that spoken word piece, because I know that this kind of speaks to some of the ways that we sometimes show up, it's like um, I never thought I'm going to sit down and write a a spoken word piece now. I had never really listened to spoken word. I wasn't a poet. I wasn't really in that world. And I literally just sat down one day. It was like a casual Sunday afternoon. And I just pulled out my laptop and I just started, like, it actually just came out. It wasn't like I sat down and was intentionally going to write it. It just kind of came through. And so people were asking me after I put that up, like, oh, like, you know, like, how long did you practice for? Like, how long have you been writing spoken word for? I was like, that's really funny. I, I don't even consider myself a spoken word poet. Like, I just, I just allowed it to come through me versus trying to get it to sound a certain way. It was one of the easiest things I've ever created. And to me, it's such an indicator of what happens when we get out of the way, when we actually just allow what's coming through to be there. Yeah. And like be that clear channel, you know? Um, Something else that you said there really stuck out to me. Like if, when you say like, you really want women to get it, like if you could implant one belief or one idea or just have every single woman in the world get something, (laughs) what would it be? that all of you is a part of you. Mm, That's so good. And I kind of went to expand on that and explain it, but I kind of just went, no, like just, yeah. 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 Like I'm going to stop hitting mute on the construction sound in the background because that's actually just part of this conversation and that's totally okay. <laughs> but like really, like really when we think about the reflection of that in life, I think we're, we're muting yeah. out parts. We're yeah. leaving pieces and parts out because we think it's not okay or we yeah. think it's not whatever. When you said our unique voices, I heard that loud and clear. We don't yeah. all have to sound the same. No, and I think – yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing that I've realised is 
late and especially lately and it's funny because I know that we end up you know we we teach what we most need to learn Mm. um and it's been through my journey of realizing that like all of me is a huge part of me and it's what makes it me and 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 that and that's the biggest thing that I really yeah I really would want women to get um because that's what makes each woman who they are like how and I know people say it but like how boring would it be if we actually were all the same and I am so much more interested, um, I don't know about you, but I'm so much more interested in seeing women's, you know, the juicy parts and the messy mm-hmm. parts and the parts that they kind of go, oh, let's keep these in the cupboard, but to the rest of the world, let's show up as this um, nice, quiet, I'm going to say what I need, what I'm meant to say, um, yeah, kind of mask. I'm so much more interested in the 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 what happens behind closed doors. And it's funny because when I moved in, I'm living in a granny flat and um, and it was funny because I moved in and the mum that I met um, up front is very polished and very polite and very soft-spoken. And living beneath them, it's kind of cool because I kind of get to see her behind closed <laughs> doors because it's the, I get to hear the, the craziness and the kids running around yeah. and the, the yelling and the arguments. And I'm like, oh, that's you. Like I, and it was kind of this moment I just noticed then when I kind of sat back and went, oh, that's the woman that I'd want to meet up front. Like if, if I'd met someone in person for the first time, I'd want to see the crazy real life. Um, and I feel like, especially as women, we're really, we're really calling for it. You know, there's um, influences in the world, like Constance Hall. I don't know if you know. Who she, she's familiar Constance Hall. Oh, she's um, she's just like this. I think she's Aussie. I'm pretty certain she's Aussie, and she's just this. She's just this mum, but she's just. You'll have to write it down and look her up. She's just so who she is, and she's got such a huge following behind her for that reason. Because I think women are just finally going, "Thank you." Like you're actually just being you. Like she shows up with like the craziness of being a mum, and you know the stuff everywhere. She's just she's just crazy. You'll have to look her up. But it just goes to show that like we're really calling for people to actually be who they are. Um, yeah. 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 So good. <laughs> I'm actually, I am absolutely. And this is not a make wrong at all. I feel like we've all been there. I've done this a lot too in my life is like having these sorts of shiny exteriors that we put out into the world. And my journey in the past few years has been pulling that down and like figuring out actually what my authentic voice even sounds like, you know, because I think sometimes when we've been doing something a certain way, it can feel a little bit clunky in the beginning, like, oh, whoa, this is kind of different, you know? Um, And I, and I personally, like I unfollowed a tremendous amount of people on social media because I was Mm. like, I don't want to be bombarded with perfect images and all of these things because it doesn't actually inspire me. It just, it creates more of that same shame cycle and self-doubt cycle and like looking outside to find something to inspire us. That was another air quotes for you listeners. Um, (laughs) When really it's like the real life is what we're all craving. And I see so much this, I want to ask you about this. What, what do you notice is happening here around like some of the engineered authenticity versus like people actually showing up and being themselves? Because there is like this big movement. I mean, since Brene Brown and a lot of this stuff, people are like, oh, yeah, vulnerability is cool. Let's all be vulnerable. But there's still this energy that feels a little funny for me. And yeah. I'm curious if you notice that and what kind of what do you what do you see there? Yeah, I, I feel like and I'm glad you said it's an energy because I was just thinking and I'm like, you, I I don't really feel like you can see it, but you can feel it. It just feels yes. a bit 
Vicky and a bit ick um, and, and, and kind of rehearsed. And I feel like you can actually, you can feel someone like when they're actually being authentic. Um, And Hey, I've totally been there. Like I've, and as you said, Stacey, I'm on the same kind of like um, kind of unveiling. I feel like it can just continues to happen more and more and really stopping and checking in and going, is this actually me? Um, because there was such, there is such this big human, um, movement, sorry, around vulnerability and being authentic and all of these kind of almost buzzwords, which is hard because they're such beautiful words, but they have become almost buzzwords. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I feel like you can just, you can just feel it. Um, and it's, it's just a, the word, the word that just keeps coming up is it just feels ick. It just feels very, um very forced and I think to be honest I think people see through it and I think that's why people are starting to really gravitate towards people who are themselves and who do actually share their own voice because they can feel the difference yes yeah at the same time sometimes I think sometimes we actually run from that as well like if they're you know if there's some big um truth coming out I've noticed for me, and I don't know if you can relate, that sometimes it actually used to feel safer to stay with the kind of (laughs) um, sparkly front, um, everything's positive and everything's great and like that real forced authenticity. For a while there, and probably still at times I'd say, sometimes that feels safer because it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like this fantasy world where it's like, yes, I can step into that and live in that, Um, whereas the the real kind of truth and authentic and the actual like real authenticity like your real authentic voice can sometimes feel a bit frightening so oh yeah like can we hear that in the background (laughs) seriously um I was just when you were just saying that I was like wow the safety really (laughs) um the safety when you said that it just clicked for me I was like wow okay so the idea of the, um, in, in, when I say insecurity, I don't mean like when we feel insecure, I mean, just the insecurity, the uncertainty of, you know, living our authentic truth and just being totally in the flow of our humanness. It's like, we would create these external anchors, people who look like they have it handled. Right. So it's like, Oh, this is totally okay. I'm just going to model this person. I'm going to like do it this way. And that creates that sense of safety. And for me, I'm noticing, and this is pretty new actually for me is I'm realizing that the safety that I was trying to create out there by like figuring out the best strategies or finding this, like, you know, personal development secret or whatever, whatever it was (laughs) that I believed was out there. It's like creating that sense of safety and certainty in self, because it's like, no matter what I post online, no matter how much I share my story, no matter how much you and I do this work, it's like, we know that we have our own back. So there's that level of like fucking Oak tree. I'm not going anywhere. I don't care what you say. I don't care how it lands. It's all good over here. You know, it's all a process of learning and growth and expansion and, and humanness, you know, it's not about getting it right. And I think that that sense of giving ourselves that safety to share our voice is for me right now has been just so cathartic. It's like, oh yeah, I'm the one that creates that container. Yeah. Oh, I just, every part of me was just like, fuck yes. When you said that (laughs) about us having our own back, because it's, yeah, yeah, because it actually, 
it doesn't matter what happens outside of you then because you're like, yeah, as you said, like that oak tree, like I've, I've got this and I've genuinely got myself in this. Um, and I've shared that quite a lot. And, you know, cause people are like, how do you get there? And I'm like, in my, in my experience and in my opinion, it's actually by doing like, it's mm, by doing yeah. those things and realizing that, okay, I've actually got myself in this. And then you do that. And it, it does start with courage. Like I really mm. think that starts with courage. Um, you've got to have the courage to actually, you know, take that step and, and share your voice for the first time or whatever it may be. And then realize that you've actually got yourself in this. And then you do it a little bit more and then you're like, okay, I've got myself even more. And it's something that you, in my thoughts, it's something that you build upon and it is so worth it, like so worth it to realise that when you get to this point that, yeah, like I've actually got myself that it does not matter what happens or what gets said or what doesn't get said. Um, I'm okay with it. I'm really okay with it. And it's kind of like that. You know, if we're looking out and holding on to these anchors, and I love that you use that outside of us of this um, kind of safety, everything's really sparkly and um, it just feels good. Then, you know, when that moves or when that kind of wavers, there's no structure underneath it to hold it. Yes. You know, we're not underneath it to hold it. We're like trying to hold it up. Yeah. Um, wow. Totally. Yeah, so it's kind of like I'm a very visual person, so I was like visualizing like us as like little people trying to hold all this mm. weight from this world that, um, yeah, just isn't quite stable. So underneath it, it's there's nothing holding it up. Versus practicing and yes, being okay with the messiness and the the unknown and like holy shit, have I been so present to the um, the fear of the the unknown and stepping into new things lately even as I've done, you know, and, and kind of, um, been on the journey that I've on, I've been so present to that, but it's through doing it and realizing kind of what it is and how it feels. <laughs> I have it kind of muted a little bit over here, but yeah, you can kind of hear it. It's like so loud. Real life. Just it's real, real life. life, baby. It's real life. Real life. <laughs> My dogs were barking on a podcast I did a couple of weeks ago and the, the guest that I had on, he was like, oh, wow. Okay. Do you want to stop? I was like, no, no, <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> Actually, I love, life. yeah. I love when I listen to episodes and you hear people being like, I'm really sorry about the noise. And you're like, it's real life. It's totally okay. here for real life. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. And then funny yeah. that when it's really happening in the background for me, I'm like, oh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, where were we though? Cause you were on a brilliant stream there. I felt um, it. It's just, I adore you and listening to, I think, I think what I'm really also so present to right now is the simplicity. I think we overcomplicate the idea of being seen or the idea of being ourselves out into the world. And that might not be on social media. Maybe it's having your voice in your relationship, having your voice in your community, having your voice with your family. But I think we, you know, the fear, obviously, I mean, we all know how to overcomplicate in the face of fear, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I think like it's so, the way you're describing it and how I'm so present to what you're sharing is like, there is, there is a simplicity. It doesn't mean that it's easy, but there's a simplicity to it of like really getting that it's, it's our voice to share and yeah. it might be micro courage, you know, to bring us moment by moment by moment into the next conversation or the next expression or the next piece. Um, 
but like we all know how to be ourselves and sometimes it's an exploration of getting closer revealing mm-hmm. more but we all actually it's like the easiest thing ever is to actually be ourselves yeah it's just all the stuff yeah. you put in the way right yeah definitely and that's again like I feel like you you kind of share what you most needed to learn but for me that's what I realized is um the overcomplicating is really safe for me like the chaos yeah, is really safe too. Kind of, yeah. yeah so it's kind of like when we yeah realize that we do actually always know what our voice is underneath it's just removing everything that's not ours and mm. um knowing that at times um that can, that can feel like a little bit scary because it's kind of like oh I'm taking this it's kind of like taking clothes off and it's like what am I going to be left with but the really cool thing is having like bringing curiosity to that and being like oh like what's you know like who who am I underneath it all and when we can kind of bring a sense of curiosity and um yeah like wonder to it it becomes it becomes quite exciting because you kind of like okay, if this is how I've been experiencing life so far and a lot of this isn't mine, how different is life going to feel when I'm actually experiencing it through actually being me? Like how how different could this feel and how how fun could this be? Like it kind of becomes almost like, um, yeah, being a child again, like learning to walk and, um yeah, like crawl and talk and how to see the world through a different way. Um, it can feel so exciting or it can feel scary. You know, yeah. we always have a choice around it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think our choice around it is huge. Yeah. 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 So good. I feel like somebody needed to hear this. Maybe it was me. Maybe it's somebody listening to this. But <laughs> I, I feel like this like real urgency and importance around this conversation. Um. Yeah. Oh, so good. I, I know a lot of women that listen to this show are also entrepreneurial and, you know, or maybe exploring some of this, like, how do I share this in my social media or how do I share this? And then like the concern, the genuine fear of will people still want to buy from me? Will this like totally thrash my business? Because that was something that totally came up for me in some of the beginning of this, even this podcast, I was like, oh, if I start having some of these taboo conversations and I start sharing some of these things, like, am I still going to be trusted as a professional, mm-hmm. whatever that means? Um, just starting to unwind some of that conditioning. What would you say for some of the ladies who are, who are in that position right now? They're like, I really have a voice to share and I'm feeling afraid of that. It's going to wreck everything or the whole house is going to come crashing down. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, what I'd say on it to start with, is the, is the right people will actually come through. I think in the world, especially in um, the coaching space, and I'll speak to that because obviously we're both in it, um, is that there are so many coaches that I feel have the same, similar tones of the same voice. And for me, um, total honesty, I went through a phase quite recently where I was like, I don't actually know if I were to be in the coaching space because I kind of looked out and I was like, there's so much, um, there's so much of the same. And I was kind of like, I don't know where I fit. Um, you know, I'm still trying to find my feet in it. And the biggest thing that I realized is coming from someone looking, being out looking in, if I was looking to work with someone in whatever, you know, whatever space, um, the ladies are, are stepping into, 
I'd want someone who's different. Like I don't want someone who um, says like all the right things and I did that in air quotes. So I think especially for actually it doesn't matter if you're starting out or if you've been in business for years, sooner or later I truly believe that you will get really tired of not sharing your voice. Yes, totally. Right? Yeah. It'll and and if things are going to fall away, then you know potentially they will fall away. But it's going to be create space for people who are actually meant to be there. And I truly believe that, that as a collective, we are moving towards a um, yeah a, a race where we are so honest and truly us. And I really believe that eventually the kind of um, pretend authenticity is going to fall away. And it comes back to that oak tree. Like if you've really got yourself and your voice and you're strong in that, then it actually doesn't matter what happens outside of your business. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what happens um, like to your business. And I say that again in air quotes because you've really got yourself under it all. So if if the house does come crashing down, you actually can rebuild it because for the first time you have yourself and you know your voice. Yeah. And what an epic rebuild it, rebuilt house yeah, that right. would be. Like, I just feel like there's no point in, and there is an urgency, and I'm so glad you spoke to that because there's no point in waiting until to start sharing your voice because sooner or later I truly believe that it will happen anyway. And, you know, if you're afraid of not doing that because of your business, that energy is felt as well. Um, Like the, you've always been magnetic, Stace, but the amount of, God, I don't even know what word it would be. It's just been exquisite, you know, recently to actually see that um, how much more magnetizing you've actually gotten and your voice has gotten it. And it's like, wow. And if people are, like, if I'm experiencing that kind of um, in the period that I've known you, imagine what people are experiencing as they've kind of been around your business for a long period of time. And, you know, the listeners out there, if your business is doing however it is right now, imagine when you're actually being you and you've got that because um, people are drawn to people that are actually really them. So yeah. I think it's a crime <laughs> to oh. not be not be you. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. saying that. And I so hear you, sis. Like, yeah, it starts to feel almost, and I hope that, that you guys can hear me when I say this, is it's like, and because this is, I'm speaking from my own experience, is it's like, it yeah. starts to feel selfish. Like we're keeping it to ourselves. We're keeping us to ourselves. We're keeping whatever, you know, if you believe in the universe or God or whatever, it's like that, that was put into us on purpose. Like if we were to really zoom out and I feel like one day we're going to get this opportunity to actually have like full self awareness, (laughs) higher self stuff, you know, where we're like, Oh, remember that time that you had that challenge and then you like said no, and then you, you didn't do it. Like, that's what that was for. Like, I think it's all on purpose. So it's like, if we're coming up against that boundary of like, I really want to share this, or I really feel called to speak about this. And then we don't, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're also robbing from ourselves. It's not just the world that's affected. We're, we're literally just removing little parts of ourselves and saying that that's not okay. And, oh, it's excruciating. I was just a few weeks ago talking about the pain that I have experienced in my life from not sharing my voice on certain topics that I feel that I was led to speak on. And it was like literally physically in my body. I was like, I am no longer willing to play that game. It's excruciating. Like it takes up so much of our bandwidth to avoid sharing and to edit ourselves. So particularly, um, 
And I love what you said about the coaching piece too, because it's so true. I'm not interested in hiring a coach that just has it all polished and perfect and whatever. Like, I want to, like, I want to know the gritty <laughs> shit. Like, you know, like, yeah. what's really going what's on over really there? On. Like, how are you really navigating human stuff? Because I'm going to bring yeah. human stuff to the table. Are you going to be able to be cool with that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think that's the thing we're starting to realize that like the human stuff is the good stuff. Yeah, like I feel like yeah. for a while it was kind of like, oh, let's get rid of all of this stuff that's human. And now I'm noticing that people are start to, starting to realize that, no, wait, like bring that back. Like that's the good stuff. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is. It's, um, I'm glad you spoke to the, the, the selfish piece as well, because it, it can, we're, we're actually robbing ourselves from it yeah. because we're, yeah, like not doing the things that we know we really want to do and are really called to do. Um, mm. And I'm, I don't ever want to live a life that feels like that yeah. ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. I'm curious because you, uh, because you've been doing this for a while and, and putting yourself out there and sharing your voice, do you ever look back on certain things and kind of have like regret or judgment or like things where you're like, oh, that's so not where I'm at anymore? Because I've, I've, I'm just curious. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I, I. Yeah. And I kind of almost noticed myself kind of going, oh no, just to kind of bring the, I'm always all human to it, but I'm totally not. Um, and it does not feel right for me to even consider going, oh yeah. And pretending, um, yeah, there's, you know, things will pop up in social media or, um, there'll be blog posts that I'll come across and I'll kind of go, oh wow. And I come at it from a place of like, wow, things have really changed. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Actually, I've noticed it a lot. I've noticed it quite a lot lately in the fact that, um, as I said, I've started to notice really um, coming through what's mine and what's not. And I will often now look back and see things and go, wow, I was at a point where I was like, oh, I'm really getting this, but I was really copying um, and kind of filtering me to match whatever voices I was listening to outside of me mm. at the time. Um, yeah. So when I first got into coaching, it was kind of like, I'm Lauren with a filter of whoever I'm um, working with or speaking to at the time. So I kind of look back and go, oh, that does not fit. And you just feel it. I'm like, oh, that does not feel like me. Um, and then, you know, from my, the very start of my journey, yeah, like I look back and kind of go, wow, things have really changed because I was very... Mm. Um, yeah, I think up front on the, on the, I was kind of doing the shop front thing of I'm getting this and I'm working through it and I'm so grateful and positive for things. But then behind the scenes, I was a fucking mess still. Um, so it's quite interesting to look back and realize and kind of go, yeah, I can kind of feel myself in that. Whereas now it's kind of like, no, that's my voice. Like that's actually what's going on. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't say, yeah, I'm feeling into it. And I don't actually feel like there's regret there. I, I notice kind of tinges of, oh, was that too much? Um, mm, that's probably my most cool. consistent thing that come up, yeah. especially um, when it comes to sharing like my actual story. There'd always be tinges afterwards of, oh, is that too much? And not from a place of feeling like I've shared too much for me, but feeling like I've shared too much for um, like the outside world and them to kind of be like, oh, she's, you know, um, oversharing for the wrong reasons kind of thing so yeah there'd be tinges of that throughout definitely um cool yeah 
Yeah. I was asking that because it's, and I, I don't know if it's always guilt or regret. There might be other layers in there too, but it's like, there's this idea that, um, well, I'll, I'll say this. I love that you acknowledge it as growth. Oh, cool. That's where I was. And it's totally okay to be in the continuum of that. And I've, I know, um, I think it was last year sometime, there was these earlier videos that I had made and put on YouTube and they were freaking awesome. But then I looked back at them and I was like, oh, I hate them. Oh my God, I can't stand that. <laughs> and I had a, a mentor of mine who he he had done that and he had, he was like, I want to delete these so bad. He's like, but I don't delete them because it helps at least one person. I still get little comments yeah. on there every once in a while. And he told me that after I'd already deleted mine. <laughs> Man. Oh no. I know. So sometimes it, it's like, I noticed that that can feel a little bit confronting sometimes when we look yeah. back at when we have shared our voice or we have said or done something and then looking back and being in a different place. And I know you are really in an accelerated space of growth. You're doing beautiful work. And sometimes it can feel like, whoa, that's a lot. That's really different than where I'm at yeah. now. And I think it, being in that practice, like you even said too, of like, just being super, be having our own back regardless. Yeah. Being okay with the journey. Yeah. Cause that's a big, like I've had to be okay with, um, yeah, the amount that can change and the amount of like pivoting and changing and, and almost like stepping more and more into who I am. But at times it could feel like, um, stepping into different identities, if that makes sense. I don't know, as you said, the, the how much has changed in a period of time, I was like I got very present to the um, the being okay with how much um, as humans we can change in periods of time, like really being okay with that um, because I know I've spoken to you before around how much um, like I'll pivot and change my mind and I'll learn something new and move a different way and that's been a big part of the journey as well um, and I really hope the women listening get that we actually always get to choose where like how we change and what we change. And, um, you know, we may say something a few weeks ago and then a few weeks later go, Oh no, I actually don't agree with that right now. Um, and that's actually okay. So I just really wanted to add in there the, the big piece around being okay with the fact that we're human. And, and I know Stacey, you talk so much about the cycles, but I find so much that during the month I'll feel different things and my voice will um, almost sound differently it's always me mm. but it'll have different tones because especially as women we do we fluctuate and we change and being okay with that not making the post the person the voice whatever that we did a month or six months ago wrong in any way because it was just a different um different flavor of us at the time yeah oh thanks for saying that mm. totally oh that's so good what can we expect to see more of from you this year I'm personally very excited about that. Just saying. <laughs> Definitely more of my voice. Um, a hundred percent. At the moment I'm I'm really focusing on on speaking and sharing because when I felt into this year and kind of what I wanted, a big piece was to really get yeah, to really get my voice out there more because uh, to really get my voice out there more and to open up the space to really connect with women. Um, so in person, I've committed to doing more workshops with women because it was the most incredible experience to, to sit in a space and hold a space and have women open up and share. Um, it was so fucking beautiful. So, yeah, a shit ton more of that. Um, and, and whether that being, you know, 
big messages of, of life stuff or just day-to-day stuff, um, just a lot more of me because, as you said, I feel like, you know, we, we all do it. We kind of hold bits back and, I, and I've just felt up to now how much of, of me I've kind of edited and watered down and held back. Um, so, yeah, a shit ton more of just me coming through, which feels really fun. <laughs> so cool. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, like, feel literally my whole body was like, Lord in the world like and that's like and I I really want to say that actually too because it's we all want that right like I adore you and like you're my friend and like that's that's you know easy to see that connection but like when I see other people sharing their voice stepping up doing their thing it's like I still experience joy and excitement and passion where I'm like yes and curiosity and I think it's really important for us to get that because I think we can get really in our head about like, oh, but what if I say this? Or what if I don't say this? But other people are actually like rooting for you. And if they're not, they're not your people. Yes. Yeah. You know? Like, Definitely. It's uh, kind of like this. It's this. And I'm glad you said out of your head because I notice when people do it, it's just like this body, like my body, parts of my body feel like I'm just going to like burst because I just get so <laughs> like, t- I'm like, I can't explain it. I'm good with words and I don't have words because I'm like, yes, like, thank you. Um, yeah. And I love that you said that. Like if, you know, other people are reading for you. And if they're not, then they're just not your people. And that's totally okay. Yeah. Totally okay. So yeah, I agree. I think we're all over here. Like, and I imagine like little versions of us, like dancing around. Like, (laughs) 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 Oh, that's so cool. Something that you said earlier really just popped up for me again, or it was like that, that courage and allowing yourself. It's like, it is a muscle, you know, we, we practice. And I think sometimes we can wait until we think that the muscle is like perfectly grown and then we'll just go out there and have like, we'll just like change the world with our, with our work and our, and our message. But it's like that muscle of like going to the gym, right? I know you're training for a competition right now. It's like, we go in the gym, we practice, we lift the weights, we do the thing. Sometimes it's a great workout. Sometimes it's not the best and that's okay. And then we, we take supplements and we eat good food and we do these things in the background to keep nourishing that muscle, right? It's like that, that's really what I feel like this game is about too. It's like, you know, being in the practice of us showing up and claiming Mm. our voice, you know, and nourishing ourselves to keep doing it. Yes. I love that. And I love that you use that analogy because I I say that a lot because I think it really helps people realize that, you know, we talk about these external muscles, but it's totally the same internally. Like it's totally the same. We don't just wake up one day and have all of these muscles physically on our body without doing anything. Mm, Yeah. The same as we don't just wake up with these internal muscles. Like it is through the doing and sometimes the workout is messy and it's, you know, we drop weights or we miss a, um, a weight that we wanted um and other times it's great but we still show up and we do it so it's totally the same with the internal and I love that you use the analogy with the supplements too I really I just sat back and went I like that yes that just came through right in the moment and and I know that you are really big about the self-care piece around it like like nurturing ourselves in our experience of our lives and so Mm -hmm. that felt really relevant yeah that's funny (laughs) there we go yeah yeah totally I love it so good. And I really encourage the ladies listening in, uh, go follow Lauren on social media. We'll put all our links and stuff in the show notes. You put up so much beautiful content and it's, it's more than content. It's, it's little pieces of you, right. And getting to share and let us get in your world and listen to your heart. And yeah, I feel like every single time I see something that you've posted, it, it does, it stops me. 
where I get like, there's only a few handful of people like that in my life that I like get kind of stopped and I'm like, oh, and it really has me take a look. And I think that that's, that's the stuff I get excited about seeing on social media. And that's the stuff that we can feel is really us showing up and sharing um, because it's not regurgitated. It's not repeated yeah. ideas and, and, and explorations. It's like pieces of you that you're literally putting out into the world. So thank you so much for, for doing that Thanks. and doing the work. Yeah. I love that you said mm-hmm. little pieces of me because I've always felt like I love, especially Instagram, I love it for that because I feel like we do. We get to share little pieces of us and it's so fun. It's so much fun. So thank you. I really, I actually stopped and let that land. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And I got like a little emotional, just, just really wanting to acknowledge you for who you are and who you're, how you're showing up for all of us and really allowing us to witness your process also is the reflection for ourselves. Right. And to hear your journey and to get to walk with you in this next aspect of your journey is such an honor. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So good. So good. And I know you've got lots of exciting things going on and you're going to be sharing your voice more, doing more workshops, doing all this kind of stuff. Uh, what do you want the ladies to know or what's the best way for them to kind of reach out to you? Definitely Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I'd definitely say Instagram. Um, yeah, I'd leave it with Instagram at the moment. I'm kind of, I'm really focusing on just sharing more of me and and connecting that way. Mm-hmm. So I'd really love I'd love to keep it streamlined through Instagram and connect through there. Um, yeah, I've, I've noticed that I don't want to add in a lot more at the moment mm-hmm. um, and cool. just keep it as like, this is me sharing bits of me on Instagram. Come hang. Yeah. And you're not the first person I've heard say that recently. It feels like a lot of people cool? are really enjoying Instagram and just creating yeah. a clear channel. So that's really yeah. cool. It's interesting. Like I have. Me. Like I have websites and all this other stuff. And every time I go to it, I kind of go, oh, I, I actually don't want to add anything to it. Um, mm. So that's really interesting. Yeah, that's I'm curious about that. Right? Yeah. Like as a collective, we're like simplifying or something. Yeah. Cool. I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Oh. Were there any points that we didn't make or any questions I didn't ask that you kind of wish that we had touched on? Um. No, I don't think so. I think I just wanted to add to the the streamline thing. I just noticed something come up then around um, not wanting to add more is something else that I really hope the ladies get is this big thing. And I just noticed that I feel like we're actually starting to, as a collective, move towards, as you said, the simplifying, that we actually don't need to add stuff to us to be enough and okay. And I noticed that like when it comes to business and stuff, um, as an example, it's kind of like, let's add websites and, um, um, like email lists and all of this other stuff. And I know for me, it was kind of like, I'm going to add all of this stuff on top as like a safety net and, um, a way to kind of be more better or different. And I just noticed then I was kind of like, I just really want the listeners to get, we actually don't have to add stuff on top of us. Um, you know, whether it be, yeah, whatever, fill in the blank. Um, in order to be more better or different, I really feel like it's actually about taking the stuff off and yeah, like bringing all of who we actually are forward. So I just wanted to add that because I noticed that come up and I just went, Oh, leave that. But no, that felt really important. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that too. Wow. Yeah. 
It's really a, I think it's again, another distraction, right? It's another thing that we can put in front to just avoid yeah. the, the discomfort of putting ourselves out there too. And yeah, yeah, it's huge. And I know a lot of female entrepreneurs who are like bombarded with all of the things that they don't actually need to be doing, but they're just, they feel like yeah. it's the right thing to do or it's the obligation or whatever. And it's like, mm, do you, I know some really successful yeah. people in the world who don't have websites. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 So good. Not a right way. Right. No. Yeah. I so appreciate this conversation and it's exciting to release this one. And I think so many women are ready for this. So thank you for your courage to share your story and to invite us to share ours. And we also, if you, I think you know this because you listen to the show, but we always <laughs> end the show with this one fill in the blank statement. If you yeah. truly want to improve your life, fill in the blank. Hmm. If you truly want to improve your life, all that's coming through is just be you. Mm, yeah. It just feels that like I was kind of, mm-hmm. and it's funny. Yeah. Actually, I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going <laughs> to, if you really want to Mic improve drop. your life, just be you. Yeah. Just be you. Yeah. So true. Right. Yeah. So simple. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Thanks, Lauren. Yay. No, thank you. It's been so much fun. Yeah. I feel genuinely excited by this conversation. So thank you so much. It's actually been such, yeah, I got present. It's such an honor, such an honor to have this conversation and to have a platform to have conversations like this on and to have this conversation with you, like such an absolute honor. Um, And I'm just so excited to keep doing life with you, even though we're from a distance. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Love the internet. Right? <laughs> oh, it's so good. So good. So yeah. much gratitude. And thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited. Listeners, you heard it here first that Lauren is one of my favorite humans and you need to get connected with her. So <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> thanks so much for listening and reach out to us. I would love to hear what you received in this conversation. Like what really stood out for you or what are you taking on from this conversation just so that we can hear from you and like really connect with you and your, your voice as well. Right. That might even be the practice to reach out and share, mm-hmm. share something, you know, share something about yourself. So we'd love to hear from you. Thanks again for tuning in. And Lauren, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you.